0: October 7th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880 Spencer Deputnik-Verselini and Colin McLaughlin happy to have you with us as always here as we get you ready for another high school football Friday night here in the Eastern Panhandle and uh, it's what, week 7 now? yep we're already in week 7, it's crazy I feel like it just started I feel like we were just broadcasting that Thursday night, Friday night uh, EPAC opener and then the Martinsburg-Salem game. Feels it's like just gone yesterday like yesterday
1: We were doing EPAC all access.
0: Oh, it does. Yeah. It feels like a week ago.
1: Yeah. And that was the
0: grind to get those
1: done. It was. But here we are in week seven. Um, and it's the uh, It's the point of the season now when you're starting to look toward the playoffs, kind of how many opportunities you have left to establish yourself as a playoff team. And, uh, we got some interesting matchups. I think every team playing tonight in the EPAC has something to play for in terms of playoff, uh, opportunities. Martinsburg, even though they are almost a lock to be a playoff team, a loss tonight probably puts you out of the two seed. So you're not going to have home field advantage if you were to, or a loss tomorrow, I should say. Um, would put you probably out of the two seats So the Bulldogs are playing for that. Um, you know Musselman and Hedgesville could be what determines if they're able to get into the playoffs. Because we know Musselman has a very hard yeah. schedule. Hedgesville has a tough schedule from here on out. So uh, while I think both those teams are capable of potentially being playoff teams, um, it, it's that's kind of the matchup there. And then Jefferson's kind of in a mut in a win. And it must win, I think, for them because they do have these EPAC schools coming up. But also, it's a game that they should win. So a loss tonight would really hurt you, definitely. Um, um, so that's kind of how you're looking at it. I think for the, for these games in Spring Mills is that team that uh, a win tonight would help them potentially move to five and five, which would put and I feel like in for them, the
0: for them, that'd be a big win over five and one Double A power.
1: Yeah, it would be a huge win, and they've beaten Frankfurt before. So it's definitely a team that. Uh, They have the ability to knock off, but losing tonight would make things pretty difficult for the Cardinals, but not impossible. But obviously, they have a tough schedule ahead of themselves as well.
0: They do, and so we'll have two high school games for you this weekend tonight. Uh, number 13 Hedgesville at number three Musselman big rivalry game the 72nd all-time meeting between these two schools the oldest rivalry in the EPAC and uh, we caught up with both coaches this week and uh, head coach Brian Thomas for the Musselman Appleman says he knows that this Hedgesville team is a team that's cal- uh, has a has the capability of making the playoffs this year
2: they're aggressive they're physical coach faircloth's done a really good job with them um you know of kind of building them up a little bit you know really where they were at you know two three, 40 years ago uh they were pretty down and he's you know built them back up to where they're a playoff caliber team they'll come off the ball uh they're aggressive they're physical they're going to play really hard you know anytime you play a team like that they're dangerous just because you know when you play that style of football where you just kind of play all out uh you know they can make plays happen at any time
0: and I feel like that's right that they can do that. I mean, you saw them with that big uh, touchdown score at the end of last week's game against Spring Mills to get the victory.
3: Yeah, it was a, uh incredible play. I got to go back and uh, see the, I believe, huddle footage from it on uh, social media. Just the two players, unfortunately, for uh, Spring Mills running into each other, which resulted in the pass being deflected right into the hands of Jackson Ruest, who came in as a wide receiver when he's typically been a quarterback all season long and a pretty solid one at that.
0: And right now his status is still up in the air. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see tonight when we show up. We will have to wait and see. Uh, But head coach Matt Faircloth for the Eagles says that his team, in order for them to get a win, they're going to have to hone down on the combination there of Hartman and Adamas.
2: We're going to have to be disciplined on defense. Hartman at quarterback, he does a lot of good things. You know, he runs it hard, good arm, just a great athlete in general. Number three out wide, you got to know where he's at at all times. And, you know, they got a young running back that runs hard in, in the, in the Haynes kids. So, and they're big up front, they're physical. For us, it's just going to be let's go out, play our style of football, and no excuses. There is no excuses for us.
0: There's no excuses. And, you know, as that, that part goes on, which you can hear both those interviews in full tonight on the W. Arley Miller Systems pregame show, that begins at 7 p.m., or excuse me, 6 p.m., kickoff set for 7 p.m., um, there's no excuses. And he's saying that even with the, the pure fact that they're going to be down eight to 10 starters.
3: Possibly.
1: Possibly. And with that possibility, it makes it tough to imagine a Hedgesville win tonight, especially because mussman has been so healthy. They're playing at a high level, playing with confidence after some big wins in the state. Um, you know, a fully healthy Hedgesville team, I think, makes this a close game. But I just don't know, with, with all these injuries, if they're going to be able to do that. Um, I hope it's a good game. I think it has still some potential to be that, because I think Coach Fairclough has built a better program and uh, their depth might be a little bit better than it would be uh, a few years ago but I still think it's going to be pretty tough uh, against Mossman who's already proven to be one of the better teams in the state so far so I would I would go with the Appleman, but Hedgesville obviously has that motivation of we just want a big game over Spring Mills you know we're we're fighting we're finding ways to win still even with these injuries so that's kind of what could maybe push Hedgesville over the top tonight, but I just think based on what we know about this matchup, I, I would lean toward Musselman tonight.
3: Yeah, we know Musselman has the capability not only to throw the ball from Hartman, but he can also really pick up some yards and score touchdowns with his feet. And the fact that Hedgesville has changed to a three-three-five. Really makes you wonder, unless they have a spy from the linebacker's spot, how much pressure and how much they can contain Hartman tonight. It's going to be a difficult task. And on the defensive side, if they're with, if Hedgesville offensively is without Matthew, Martin, and Kirk, it's I think West. Kirk
0: has a good shot to play uh, from the depth chart that I got. But I think... Will he be 100%?
3: And the the yeah. matchup, if we see Ruest in wide receiver, does Shelton guard him? Does Adamas guard him? Or do they guard Kirk and go vice versa? And I think that Musselman matchup with those two guys and Adamas, maybe even Hartman, if we see him time to time on defense against those guys, Ruest, I, I like Musselman's side defensively being able to neutralize those guys. So it'll be tough for Harper to... Really get things going if he's the starting quarterback. Well,
0: and so the way that it's looking right now, if West ends up playing quarterback, then Harper is going to be the tailback. Yeah. And then if Ruwest doesn't play quarterback, Coach Fairclough says they're going to run some kind of wildcat.
3: And then which in is that is instance, a force I, I feel like you really have to think this change on defense 100% works.
0: Yeah.
1: A
3: wildcat. You gotta really hope that that defense pays off for you and you can keep it low scoring and win that way.
0: Yeah, I would say that as well. And and you know it's gonna be that defense for Hedgesville that's having us force to a different style. They're mm-hmm. they're going from a four was it four two five to a three three four. Three, 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 five. three, three five, sorry. I just don't And Levi Faircloth is gonna be the Mike linebacker.
3: Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, I feel like he might have to be the spy. Quarterback spy him. I know he doesn't have too much speed being a f- – but either blitz I him think it may also, too, to have to work it. with
0: who's who's kind of leading the defense. And I think that at that point that you're going to have him kind of call the plays on defense. You know what I'm saying? Be that leader.
3: Because you can blitz the him and usually disguise doesn't. a 3-5 three, three, with that 4-2-5.
1: Yeah. It's true, and because he's it, the only difference, he's now a linebacker
3: instead of a lineman.
1: Yeah, it'll be an interesting uh, adjustment, I think, because anytime you know you're used to putting your hand into the dirt, and then you uh, are moving to linebacker, it's completely different in terms of just like how you're moving on the field and stuff like that. Um, in space, you know, operating in space, opposed to usually operating kind of one on one with your offensive linemen so uh it's definitely going to be an interesting transition i don't know how much experience levi Fairclough has playing inside linebacker i'm presuming he's at least done it a little bit because i don't think you would just put a kid in that situation for the very first time in a epac game but you know i don't know i don't know what his experience level is there and obviously if the coaching staff though believes he can handle it you know then we'll see how it works out for Hedgesville it's just unfortunate that I think that the Eagles have had so many injuries because I really think they could have been I mean they still could find a way to be a great team this year but I just I saw a lot of potential there with what they had at running back and Whaley uh, and obviously how their offense looked against Washington without him and you put those guys to you put those receivers in there with Kyle Whaley at running back and Ruest at quarterback, it's a very tough offense to slow down, but just never really got to see that. So that's that's unfortunate for Hedgesville. And I just I don't think they match up that well with Musselman tonight with these injuries.
0: Yeah, uh, but that'll be our game tonight uh, as number 13 Hedgesville travels down to Inwood to take on number three Musselman, the oldest rivalry in the pack, the seventy-second all-time meeting. We'll have the pregame coverage beginning at six PM kickoff, set for seven PM. Elsewhere in the area, number eleven Jefferson traveling down for their final non-conference game to Virginia to play one and four James Wood. I think Jefferson clearly wins this game in a big way.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Um, but this is kind of the last chance for Jefferson to really clean things up before they get back into conference play. Uh, with an opponent that is having a down year, so it's a winnable football game, you can kind of continue to work on some of the things that we've seen the improvements from Jefferson over the past couple of weeks, which is really important for this team with their young quarterback in Harwich. Uh, but even, or once they get back into conference play, you know, you got Hedgesville, Washington, and Martinsburg, not in that order, but those three teams remaining on your schedule. Uh, you know, those are three teams that are going to give you a good fight I mean Martinsburg you're probably going to lose and then Hedgesville's kind of a coin toss and you would think on paper Jefferson but it's a rivalry game so you never really know there and obviously at that point in the season we expect Washington to want to play spoiler so uh it could
3: be an interesting matchup there toward the end of the year I agree I think Jefferson uh wins big tonight and I'd be really surprised if they don't
0: yeah, I would be really surprised. Well, we
3: kind of touched on
0: Spring Mills traveling down to number seven, Frankfurt. When we talked to Josh Sims earlier in the week, you know, he says Frankfurt's a very well-run program, and uh, they they run the I believe they run the wing T well, very very well, and uh, it's going to be tight. And if Spring Mills gets a big, gets a win, it's going to be a huge win and could vault them potentially there in, in the top seventeen six. You know, right in there in the mix. For a playoff spot we could see four teams make it from the epac yeah, but that'll be a be big tough. win for them
3: they're the ones that nick and i off air were questioning because of just who they have left on the schedule and if they do lose tonight that already puts them at four losses they still have martinsburg most likely be a fifth loss of so the best Next that spring mills could do is five and five and at that record some teams do get in there at that record in triple-A because it's, hard. it's different. You're not it's making really hard. yourself a playoff team. And if team. you do, it's usually the six you're, you're going up against number one and you yeah. might as well not even be there. You're
0: backing into the playoffs essentially yeah. that way. But, but, uh, but
1: Springfields would still, I mean, that'd be a great achievement for them to be a playoff team I think. Without at this point, they yeah. are. I don't disagree with that. But so I think it's still something you want to try to do uh, and, and even at going if you go five and five and you're in the playoffs, I mean, you'll be happy for the opportunity. Um, but I don't know. It's going to be tough. And you got to remember, too, even a win tonight, you can only get nine points for that win because it's a double A, even though Frankfurt's one of the better teams in the state, usually, even though they are a double A team. Yeah, but it helps them points. wins-wise. So Springfield's yeah, going to mean, win. It helps. Help. The win's a win. I'm just saying, yeah, no, like points-wise, it point. could it could be maybe the win that doesn't help you as much if it gets really close there toward the end of the season. Yeah. Washington
0: on a bye this week, then tomorrow Martinsburg takes center stage, one PM kickoff uh, between Martinsburg, the number two team in the state according to the SSAC, against Riverside, Ohio out of Painesville, six and one. That's a very good team coming into Coburn Field where Martinsburg had to travel up there last year and it was a very good contest and uh you know, I don't think tomorrow's game will disappoint in being an entertaining one.
3: No, I think it's definitely gonna be an entertaining game and Hopefully Martinsburg gets the win. They got guys coming back that hopefully are fully healthy. Guys like Peyton Kaufman on the line. EJ Hendricks is back in the uh, depth chart. So those guys will really help up front. And then wide receivers you got Murphy Clement still listed as one, but when you got Cassius Gideon coming back, Jameer Hunter's healthy buzzed over, Avion Blackwood who we've really seen pick up the slack when those guys were out. Malachi Williams is still doing pretty well as well. And it won't be this week. Hopefully it's at the end of the season. Roman Pearson will be back. I saw him yesterday doing some uh reps limited wise in practice and he looked uh pretty solid, just not cleared yet, so
0: yeah. Well if you also if you want to go see the Mountaineers play at home November nineteenth versus Kansas State, believe that is senior day for them, uh which ironically, uh tomorrow's senior day for the Bulldogs. We'll get into that more in a second. We got a four family four pack of tickets that we're raffling off at tomorrow's game as part of the 50-50 raffle, I believe, or part of it. Not necessarily necessarily the whole part of it, but a raffle for those tickets. So if you want to go to that game, you could family four-pack for the price of zero dollars zero cents uh so come out tomorrow to coburn not only to celebrate senior day uh, but you could also win some tickets to west virginia uh senior day for the bulldogs how many seniors are they celebrating 22 or 23 i can't remember i I remembered it was a number over 20 yes it's going to be a a lot of guys in this program that have helped them to win a, a couple state championships
3: yes it's been a uh pretty solid class the class right behind them is a pretty large one too but it'll be a fun time appreciating the seniors that have put in really hard work for martinsburg to where it's at a
1: few things i want to note about the game real quick um one how does riverside travel long trip for them so martinsburg handled the travel really well does riverside have an ability to do that and are they coming in tonight
3: yes i would okay. yeah
1: i would presume, talked with the but...
3: coach they uh are kind of doing the same situation. You'll hear the full uh, interview with Coach Boris tomorrow during the pregame show. But he's gonna—they're doing exactly what Martinsburg did. They're going to Canton, visiting the Hall of Fame, because I guess they haven't been. I know. At first, we were told last year that they were going to come do something down here locally, but they're going to go there, get their uh, walk-through in there at the field in Canton, and then Make arrive around good. dinner time tonight, get into the hotel rest up and be ready for tomorrow
1: there you go uh and then Nick... the other thing i wanted to say was how does martinsburg defend the pass if usually if we see the Bulldogs struggle over the past couple of years it's been defending the past at times so i think it's gonna be important this riverside team has a good quarterback 15 to 1 touchdown interception ratio Whew. uh so he's been really good for them you got to defend the pass well tomorrow i think to uh win that game and uh yeah, because mainly when I mean yeah, that's Maloney's how. He's only Highland a Springs junior really, too, yeah. so
3: he's solid.
1: Yeah, that's how Highland Springs really beat up on the dogs uh, was through the air, not so much on the ground. Yeah, Coach Sherman he uh, he
0: talked about this Riverside team and kind of looking at them, and here's Collins' segment or a, a bit a bite of Collins' interview. Riverside is like a small college team; they uh, look like a D three team, honestly. They uh, have a very good coaching staff that you can tell. They execute really, really well on offense. Defensively, they blitz you from probably six or seven different positions, different guys coming different ways, um, and they give a lot of effort. I mean, they fly around, they play to the whistle. So it's going to be a tall task for us on Saturday. And uh, you can hear the rest tomorrow on the w harley miller systems pregame show that gets going at 12 p.m with kickoff set for 1 p.m from coburn field we'll have that again for you on radio tv and wr tv on youtube but colin final thoughts for this matchup before we hit the break
3: come support the seniors have some fun if you can't make it tune in 1 wow. p.m kickoff pregame at noon yeah that's what i said he was just, he was just, re- just reminding re- everybody. But
0: again, we'll have another game. That'll be the Hedgesville-Musselman game tonight. 6 p.m. pregame, 7 p.m. kickoff. Then tomorrow, 12 p.m. pregame for Martinsburg hosting Riverside out of That's Ohio. That's what I just said. 1 p.m. kickoff. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to parsonsford.com for more on the other side of this break. We'll talk some college football, we'll talk Shepard, some big news out of Shepard yesterday. Unfortunately, we won't have their game tomorrow, but we'll break down the big news coming up on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes.
1: Tune in this Friday, October 7th, as the Eagles and the Applemen battle for second place in the EPAC. Join us for pregame at 6 p.m. on your Eastern Panhandle sports leader, Talk Radio
2: WRNR and TV 10. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
0: Welcome back to this Friday, October 7th edition of the Sports Mix on TV10, talk radio, WRNR, and the TV10 Facebook page. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, hanging out with you as always. Uh, we'll get you set for some Shepard action. Unfortunately, do that Martinsburg game. Uh, we won't have the game for you on TV10 or on WRNR TV on YouTube, uh, but it uh, should be an easy one for Shepard this week against Lockhaven on Hall of Fame weekend, Nick.
1: Yeah, I mean, Lockhaven's been a what are you setting the uh, What are you
0: setting the over-under at?
1: I'd probably put it at like sixty five for Shepard. I didn't mean to put that screen on there um but I mean last year they they beat him up pretty good uh but yeah. again, Shepherd knows that you can't overlook anybody and they're gonna get Lockehe best effort i mean so it, it's just a program that that's struggled, but you know they'll they'll give a good effort I think tomorrow, even though Shepard's probably gonna beat up on him pretty good um but it's a good opportunity I think for the Rams to clean some things up uh, because there have been a few things in these in these tighter games here that you'd like to see the Rams improve on and I think tomorrow's a good opportunity to do that so that's something I'm kind of looking forward to I guess seeing in the box score cuz I won't really have an idea of what the game actually played out like but I mean it's it's one that the Rams should win big uh but it should be a good time down there at Shepherdstown.
0: It should be a good time, and they had a great time yesterday after practice. Here it is. Guys,
1: um, today Joey Fisher was officially invited to the Hula Bowl. Hey.
0: <clears throat> yeah. First player in Shepherd football history to be per- uh, invited to participate in the Hula Bowl. Joey Fisher, uh, history has been made down in, in Shepherdstown, and uh, that's a big deal.
3: It is. it's a huge deal deservingly so for him as well just a path for him to yeah Shepherd you was know you know line. it all too well I, I know it from him and just hearing about it whenever uh he's been interviewed here and there was recruited uh heavily by Maryland things didn't go well there Ended I think they up, got a I got I believe, coaching staff. At, uh Towson and then made his way to Shepard and he's been a solid uh offensive lineman a guy that played defensive line back in uh, high school as well. So Yeah, you know it all too well. Uh, I do. He, he had to sing, was it block a single A power? point of mind? Are they
0: single A in Maryland, right?
3: I believe they are single A in Maryland, yes. Clear yeah. Spring.
0: Clear Spring. Berkeley Springs used to have some good games back when you two played, right?
3: Yeah, they usually got the best of us.
0: <laughs> and uh, you have a... Well, he definitely we'll, was a different Hopefully maker. we'll be able to get to, to say, tell this story on Monday. I'm hoping... That he can come, because that'd be huge.
3: Yeah, because one, ask him about the Hula Bowl, and two, you can finally hear the uh I want to hear this
0: story from his perspective, because he I remembers it. He started laughing when I told him about it. That's why I want to hear his perspective. Um, but Nick, potentially, we got something. We're, in, we're work, in the works, right?
1: Yeah, we're working on getting one of the uh, Hula Bowl. The assistant
0: director of scouting for yeah. the Hula Bowl.
1: So hopefully we're able to get that on Monday. Um just to talk about Joey and also probably talk about Tyson, too, since obviously if you're scouting guys for uh, their potential NFL draft, I mean, Tyson Bajit, he's going to be a guy that you would yeah, I mean, look to on this, Shepherd's roster. This guy's an
0: NFL draft enthusiast as well, so he'll have a lot for you on on anybody that could get drafted, especially Tyson Bajit
1: yeah so Bajan and Fisher are definitely guys with high hopes to be drafted and you look at Joey Fisher I mean he has the size of offensive tackle and there's been sack players to make it to the next level um Kutztown had a kid drafted by the Bears in like the fourth or fifth round not too long ago I think in like 2018 um so there's been guys to come out of the smaller ranks typically offensive linemen have the most success but not even just those guys i mean so there's a great opportunity here for joey fisher to show himself against some of the best players uh in the country and he has the intangibles to be a potential draft pick if not a draft pick at least get a a a training camp invite and make his way onto an nfl roster i think plus
0: Sorry, finish up what you're saying. I was just
1: going to say, I think he has the ability to potentially do that and be a, a good player at the next level as well.
0: Plus, again, you know, coming up, there's more avenues that you can take to get to the NFL. It's true. Good, kind of kind of going like
1: basketball at this
0: point. Where yeah, you I, have the opportunity to play somewhere else and maybe eventually get to the NFL.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it will continue to be necessarily quite on the level of basketball where those opportunities are yeah. always there. But the USFL has at least survived one season. Hopefully it can survive again, I think, for guys that are trying to go that route.
3: And the XFL's
1: on its way back. That's what I was also saying
0: was you've got that as well. Um, But, you know, one thing that I really didn't even put two and two together with is that in the release that Chip Ransom wrote for Fisher being invited to the Hula Bowl, that uh, fisher's got a good shot at being awarded the gene upshaw award this year which is for the best lineman in division two football
1: yeah i mean he's got to be a, among the contenders at being an bona fide candidate
0: is, as chip wrote
1: so i mean you watch him play or you just it's hard to notice i think offensive lineman at times mm-hmm. but if you're not the guy that people are constantly calling out it's usually a good thing because that means you didn't mess up yeah. uh yeah. And unless you make a great block um and you watch Shepard play, you know, pressure doesn't really come off that right side too much. And if they run to the right, they have success. And a big part of that's Joey Fisher. He's a good leader too. Uh, we've had the chance to watch practice. And, you know, Coach McCook's the main offensive line coach. Uh, but if he uh, steps away for a little bit and the other offensive line coach comes in, Joey will also run some drills, you know, give his guys pointers. So that that's good things that you want to see out of a, a veteran on a team and a guy that has potentially NFL talent, that he's willing to take those younger guys and help them out as well, and you see that from Joey Fisher a lot.
0: Yeah, I think that's also a big part of it, but uh you know I wouldn't be surprised if this is the first of a few invites he gets to uh, collegiate all-star games, yeah showcases because I mean we know we saw uh, when we were there interviewing the guy from one of the scouts from the NFL PA Bowl was there talking to him. So, I mean, you know, and then we expect Tyson Bajant to get one as well, uh, you know, Hopefully over the next the coming months. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, but one other thing I want to point out about Shepard, and I've noticed this over the past couple of weeks, is they're really stepping up their social media game for football specifically.
3: They're a national brand now. They have to. It's crazy. And working like, really well.
0: I mean, you've got the kind of takeovers with the student athletes. You've got them going to practice, asking questions you know fun questions to mm-hmm. players like what's your favorite gatorade flavor was the other day uh which i believe they all chose light blue glacier freeze blue which, which is favorite. by far the best gatorade flavor as well but i just wanted to shout out the shepherd social media team because they're doing a great job this year for specifically for football that i've seen um and you know i think that's another thing that goes into a program is that you get your program out there and out there like they had like uh, we know well uh, why uh I Pellegrino Pelle, Pelle, Pellegrino Yeah, he's Pele, a funny guy. Pellegrino. Right. Yes, Pelegrino. that's what it, is. Dang it. My apologies, Wyatt. Uh but he's a funny guy. And he they did a mic'd up segment yesterday and he was talking about getting something from Jimmy Johns cuz it was freaky fast. <laughs> and I just like I just think those things are fun and they help your build your brand and Shepherd is becoming a, a brand that is is being known in, in Division 2 football.
1: Yeah, I mean Shepherd had obviously two of the most crazy plays to win playoff games yeah. last year in D two, and both those plays uh, went Fowl. so they made ESPN and stuff like that. So um, to have the that kind of I guess national attention now, Shepherd knows that they can use that as maybe a recruiting tool, mm-hmm. where hey, people are going to notice you if you come to Shepherd opposed to coming to some of these yeah. other Division two schools, and you're going to have opportunities. Uh, at the next level playing here which i think is something that is credited a lot to tyson Bajan and how good he's been as a player but also just the other players around him that have made big plays and uh shepherds obviously always had winning always had tradition but now they also have that kind of brand notoriety uh across the country as a d2 power
0: yeah, and uh, we'll continue, obviously, to cover Shepard Monday night. We'll have Coach McCook along with Tyson Bajan and another player, hopefully Joey Fisher, on Monday night, May. I'm live from the Neon Moon Tavern, 6 to 8 p.m. You can come out to that, get some good food. Uh, you know, I've been able to try a lot of different foods Neon Moon has over the last couple of weeks. And then all of this, uh, Tyson's dad – Travis will be there doing some arm wrestling. Apparently, I have an arm wrestling match on Monday with one of the bartenders. Are you prepared? I am not prepared whatsoever. You're
1: wrestling a bartender?
0: Arm wrestling a bartender. I don't know. You I got better called win. Out. I yeah. don't think he will. Yeah, Colin's not even with it? me. Come on. All right. Uh, West Virginia Marshall it's both on Marshall. buys. No. Both play next Wednesday and Thursday, respectively. Uh, Marshall plays on Wednesday night. West Virginia plays on Thursday night. So, not a lot going on when it comes to college football in the Mountain State. Tomorrow, To be Shepard, really big shining star there uh, but looking across the They're country the team in the mountains that is true football, so. that very is true uh 12 p.m espn tomorrow number eight tennessee at number 25 lsu uh tennessee favored by two and a half that seems like a very low line
3: lsu's at home
0: yeah Are they I finally getting things is brian kelly finally working things out down there oh, takes no, a little we'll bit see i, getting, s- I think getting into lose, the top so. 25 there uh but i think tennessee wins that ball game Nick, what's your pick? Go Tigers. All right, there you go. Uh, Also, big game tomorrow. Going to be on college game day in the morning uh, at Kansas in Lawrence, Kansas, as number 17 TCU comes in and number 19 Kansas. I believe both teams for the first time are undefeated. Not for the first time. Or no.
3: Maybe meeting each other for the first time undefeated.
0: Uh, But but that'll be a big game. Kansas, you know, not typically known as a football school. Uh, That game will be on FS1. Uh, TCU, though, favored by six and a half.
3: Give me I'd, the Jayhawks.
1: I'd like to see Kansas win. I and would I think too. they have a good opportunity to maybe do that because college game days is going there. It's going to be an intense atmosphere. So I'll go with Kansas as well. But TCU might have the better team, but I just think some things uh, around the game will motivate Kansas enough to get that win. I
3: don't know. I, I like their quarterback in Daniels. I think yeah, he can be one of the best in the country.
0: Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. And the, kind of the only other top 25 matchups that are – Two teams in the top 25. Top 18 matchup. 3.30 p.m. Fox tomorrow. Number 18, UCLA hosting number 11, Utah. Utah favored by three and a half at the Rose Bowl. Give
3: me the Bruins.
0: Yeah, I got the Bruins as well.
3: I'll go with Utah.
0: The Utes?
1: Yeah, the Utes.
0: All right. Uh, We'll talk more about college football on Monday to recap things, but that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer, cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living and his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hackwoods and Or Go to Orsini's.com. We come back, we'll talk NFL commanders, uh, Steelers, and Ravens. We'll talk that, and then the final segment, we'll go around the NFL and maybe take a look at this... uh, NBA, MLB playoff game thought he was going to hit a homer there. Wrong. Uh, but we'll be back for more of the sports mix next after this two minute break. You're tuned in on Talk Radio WRNR and TV
2: 10. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10.
0: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you. We'll talk some NFL commanders. Hosting the Titans this weekend, the commanders looking to get back on track. Three straight losses. Colin, I don't know. I just don't know about the commanders anymore.
3: I don't either. The offensive line, it seems like, truly really falling apart. The defense has struggled as well. and the titans with king henry it's going to be tough to stop.
1: Yeah, Washington has a lot of injuries up front uh and weren't very or weren't playing very well before that up front, so it's definitely a concern heading into this game against Tennessee who looks like might have got some things back on track last week. Uh that you know, the titans are starting to play a little bit better. So I think Tennessee gets this win. Um yeah, I I just don't know about the Commanders right now. They just don't yeah. seem to be really doing anything well. And it's hard to pick a team that's not really playing offense well, not playing yeah, defense Yeah, it doesn't well help. Away. Even
3: though Wentz hasn't been the best, he needs more time. He yeah. needs more protection. But I'd still um, take him over Wilson and Ryan from last night.
0: Uh, Colin. Yeah. Tweet four minutes ago, Ben Standig covers the Commanders for the Athletics. Okay. Sounds for promising. The Athletics? No, for the athletic. Okay, uh, sounds promising for Brian Robinson to join the active roster for Sunday if he feels good after today's practice, according to Ron Rivera. Hmm.
1: Uh, wow. Uh, I mean, official... that's good, but I don't know how much Robinson's going to help. <laughs> ah.
0: Yeah, especially uh, they just just announced the status of players. Out for Sunday, Jahan Dotson, Sam Cosme, Percy Butler, Milo Effler, uh, Logan Thomas, David Mayo are questionable. Curtis Samuel and cha- uh, Charles Leonard are good to face the Titans, okay. expecting Collecule Hudson to be elevated from the practice squad um, if Effler can't go. Uh, it always comes out around this time, so I was like double-checking because yeah. the, they don't have it updated on the website. Because there was five do not practice yesterday, two limit limited in practice, and uh, why can't two full Joey practice. Fisher be NFL eligible now? <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Commanders finally came out to a uh, to a Shepherd practice the other day. I heard only an that hour time. and ten minute drive from
1: Ashburn, Virginia. It was it's been turning into Monday Night
3: That's what I was going to jokingly say. It was them, Denver. I Think the Jags. Yeah.
0: But uh, not looking good for the Commanders this weekend. We'll move on to the next game. The Steelers are playing the Bills in uh, what will be Kenny Pickett's first start as an NFL quarterback. That's 1 p.m. on CBS. Um, Buffalo favored by 14 in this. But uh, what's his name? Who's the guy? Why am I blanking right now? Plays for the Bills, played for the Rams. Last year got traded from the Broncos. Von Miller? Yes, Von Miller says that – because Kenny Pickett said they're underdogs. Von Miller responded with, you're not really an underdog. So, a lot of talk going on for this game. I don't know. A lot of talk for this
1: game. I think the Steelers could maybe make it closer than that 14 points. But it's going to be very tough going on the road Mm -hmm. for Kenny Pickett in his first start. And it's going to be important, I think, for their defense early, Pittsburgh's, to make some stops uh, against Josh Allen in that offense because if you put the pressure on Kenny Pickett to try to keep pace with Allen throughout the game, I think that's going to make things tough. He might make some poor throws or decisions. But Pittsburgh will uh, will fight around, I think, and probably make it closer than people would think uh, and cover that 14 points. That's a lot of points.
3: It yeah, is a lot of points. Yeah, that yeah. is a lot for the NFL. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like Ten to thirteen. Yeah. yeah, still, I still think it can be two scores, but not two touchdowns. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and it very well. well could end up being the Bills blowing them out if Pickett's just not ready for the moment. But I think he's shown enough solid things yes. for you to have confidence that as long as the Steelers have a good game plan, can maybe get Najee Harris going uh, to take some pressure off the passing game. You know, he can do enough to make this one close. But I still think the Bills probably find the way to win.
3: Yeah. I do,
0: um, too. Sunday night football. Uh, Bengals hosting – or Ravens hosting the Bengals. To battle at two and two teams. Uh, be, uh, the Ravens are favored by three and a half. Nick, you're going to be in attendance for this one at oh, yeah? M&T Bank Stadium. Sunday night football, somehow you secured some, uh, some sweet tickets. Going to live the sweet life. Well, club tickets. Yeah. Club tickets.
1: Same thing, I guess. He's going yeah. club. I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, my <laughs> friend uh, – his dad was able to get a really good deal from go. somebody he works Enjoy with. It. So Enjoy it. Should be a good time. Eat all the free food you um, can. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, it wasn't free. I'm going to pay some money for it right yeah. in the tickets. But uh, in terms of the matchup, I think it's a big game. I think the Ravens obviously need their defense to play a little bit better, but also the offense needs to be consistent because last week uh, you put up 20 points early and then you – didn't really do anything from there on out, and you ended up losing that game. So, uh, there's some concerns. I know Rashad Bateman has a foot injury. He might miss the game, which having him out would be big. I mean, he's had some inconsistencies there being the number one receiver, but you want, obviously, all your weapons available. And Cincinnati's got that high-powered offense. I know they haven't quite played to their ability yet, but... Joe Burrow, last year he owned the Ravens, threw for like 800 yards against them in two games, so that's something to be worried about. Baltimore's at home, but haven't really played well at home recently. Yeah, so I think they're on five game year. home losing streak. Wow. So I feel like that's weird for them. It is. is. At t Bank Stadium, usually they have a good home field advantage there. So those are some things to note, but uh, I'm going to go obviously with the Ravens as my pick, but not super confident in it. I think it could go either way. Hopefully it's a close game and not another blowout like it was last year when the Bengals play the Ravens.
0: You're ready to come on the show to a Monday and say uh, something, right? Say something. About 0-2? Joe
1: Burrow... Joe Burrow 0-2? In the division. The, in, in the, the division. division. If he goes 0-2 in the division. Yeah.
3: yeah. Quick thoughts. I like Cincinnati in it. I think uh, the offense finally I figures out a what they need to do.
1: I yeah, think this
0: is a toss-up game. This is going to be a good...
1: Uh, it's going to be a good primetime game uh, after if you last... want Lamar to win MVP, Colin, for your
3: bet. That's true. You're going
1: to need Lamar to ball out on primetime.
3: These two teams are the legit <laughs> shots in the division, though. So. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah. they need to the
1: win. It should be a good primetime
0: game. We'll talk about the uh, snoozer of a primetime game that was last night. On the other side of this break, when we close things out, segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more again. Other side of this break, we'll talk about last night's snoozer of a Thursday night football game and then kind of look at the rest of the NFL slate this weekend. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes to wrap up this week's editions of the show. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for October 7th, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and AmeriPrize Financial Advisors. John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call them at 304-263-4343. Stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer Nick and Colin hanging out with you today. Uh, we'll talk a snoozer of an NFL game last night. Should have bet the no touchdowns last night because it was a 12-9 to victory Uh I don't even know who played the Broncos for the Colts. The Colts got a twelve to nine victory over the Broncos. Uh, the game that went into overtime that was tied at nine, and there was Broncos fans leaving uh, while the game was tied.
1: I think the uh, the promotion for the game said something like two high horsepowered offenses," and they, and they were <laughs> way off. <laughs> It's like why was that even the promotion though? Yeah. Have you I mean they must have made that in the preseason because the Colts have not been that impressive offensively and Denver's been a letdown as well. So Yeah. Uh
0: well in our fan you know our Berkeley Springs fantasy league, you know, we've got what 15 16 16. All right. So basically you're going to get a, a decent quarterback if you choose him in a, at the right spot and you're going to get
1: Zach Wilson if you don't that's who I
0: have. I have Matt Ryan. He got me like oh 3.2 points last night. Luckily, I didn't play him. He was on my bench. <laughs> That's smart. I only have to play him one, hopefully one more week unless Herbert gets hurt again. There's some guys
1: out there on the waiver a while.
0: Maybe. I haven't Andy really checked. Andy Dalton. Uh, but I just thought it was funny. Uh, we'll have another uh, London game this Sunday, 9.30 a.m. NFL Network at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, <laughs> Green Bay. Which is technically their home game against the Giants? They're favored by eight in this one. What do we think? I
3: don't know. I'm trying to beat uh, Nick to getting Geno now and dropping Wentz. Sorry. Come on. You got a, this got is, them this is
0: live on the air. You got two minutes oh left God, in the you show. Got us in no. fantasy
3: mode. I'm sorry. You Packers,
0: you mentioned the fantasy Packers, league. Giants, right, give me of for one teams. All right, I got the Packers as well. Chargers, think- Browns, both two and two teams. Chargers favored by two and a half. Chargers. Chargers. All right. Bears, Vikings, Vikings favored by seven and a half. Vikings. I've Bears. i have got the Vikings as well. I've got in that other game, I've got the Chargers. Uh Battle of one and three teams. Lions, Patriots. Uh, Patriots favored by three. Patriots. Lions, 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 by Lions. Actually, I got the Lions, yeah.
3: Six. Is St. Yeah. Brown healthy?
0: I don't know. I haven't Doesn't seen that. that yet. If he's not Jared healthy, Patriots. tearing it off. Tearing All right. Seahawks, Saints. Saints favored by five and a half.
1: Gimme uh-huh. Gino and the yeah, give me it's the, the Hawks. Hawks. Why are the Saints favorites?
0: I don't know. Uh, Dolphins, Jets, I got, uh, I don't know. This is a toss-up game Defense. without without Tua.
1: Dolphins, Jets? Yeah. Give me the Jets.
3: Fins by a field goal, All last right. second.
0: Falcons-Bucks, battle of 2-2 two and two teams. Poor football is being played across the NFL, according to Tom Brady. Bucks, They're favored big. by 10.
3: Bucks because Patterson's out, I believe, for the Falcons. He's on the IR. Yeah.
0: All right, I've got you them as right. well. Uh, the 0 and one Texans versus the 2-2 and Jaguars. They're favored by 7, Are the Jags at home.
1: That's Jags awesome. big. What is that? Uh, yes, Jacksonville, but it's closer than you might expect.
0: All right, the next game is 49ers-Panthers.
1: 49ers. 49ers kill them.
0: Yeah, I've got 49ers as well. Uh, Cowboys-Rams, I've got the Rams. They're going to get back on track and so, at SoFi.
1: Um, hmm, Rams. Give it's me the Cowboys. Time. I don't like how Stafford's been playing this year. I think their defense gets them another win.
0: All right, Eagles-Cardinals, final game of the day that we haven't talked about yet. Eagles favored by five, but I've got the Cardinals and Kyler Murray.
1: No, Eagles win by two touchdowns. You're fly, Eagles, a fly Eagles fly guy? Goal.
0: I've got the – yeah, I was going to say by a field goal.
1: They're just – the Cardinals will find themselves down like 31 nothing, and then they'll come back. This is what they do every week because I watch them because of Hollywood Brown. They'll throw the ball 100 times, and then they'll end up losing like 31-22 or something, and you'll be like, whoa, Kyler Murray so good. He threw for 300 yards, but he lost. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix tonight. Hedgesville at Musselman, six p.m. pregame show, seven p.m. kickoff, right here on Talk Radio WRNR TV ten WRNR TV on YouTube. Then tomorrow, uh, twelve p.m. pregame, one p.m. kickoff between Martinsburg and Riverside out of Ohio. Unfortunately, we will not have the Shepherd game, uh, but we'll be back with that next week. And then on Sunday, the Commanders play at one p.m. against the Titans. We'll have that game for you. Eleven a.m. pregame show, Steelers at one p.m. as well. we will have that game, and then the Ravens play at night. Unfortunately. So we can't have Sunday night football because we're too close to Ravens affiliate, but that'll do for this edition of the sports mix. We'll be back on Monday.